Welcome everyone to the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision by guiding them to profitability. Let's go! You're listening to episode 174, and today we have Colin Morgan. Colin Morgan is a former professional golfer who now is a successful podcast host and part owner of the Plan to Profit Group, where they help entrepreneurs grow their businesses through creating strategic business plans. Colin's expertise is using storytelling in sales and marketing to increase revenue and get new business for his clients and business. Colin's main obsession is human growth and development and works tirelessly to continue to seek progression and clarity. Colin, welcome to the show, my friend. Man, super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. This is such an honor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was on your show. Now you're on my show. Uh, So now (laughs) you're in my territory. Love Um, it. So before we begin all of this beautiful conversation about entrepreneurship and scaling and growth and and personal development at that, um, we start things a little bit different here on my show. So Imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat and what are you going to order to make your day complete? Mm. Can I say that if I if it, if I was going to go somewhere or if I I could do anything, I would buy ingredients and make it myself. Mm. So I would look for a nice cut of wagyu beef. Um, maybe some veggies, some nice mashed potatoes. Um, I'd bring all those ingredients home, simply cook the steak, um, maybe throw in a little thyme and garlic and butter and just kind of, you know, add into that already flavorful meat. Um, and then I would just make it, you know, really simple in terms of the, the veggies and, uh, and mashed, mashed potatoes. Nice. Great, great answer. Now, when it comes to Wagyu beef, I I can say that that, is probably the one food that to, that scares the crap out of me to cook, um, because number one, <laughs> just the price. Number two, because of how rich it is in its flavor, and so like I know that the minute it goes on a pan, I would say I'm a relatively decent cook. Um, mm-hmm. I just I just feel like it's very intimidating. Have you have you cooked with it before? I have, yes. Uh, the less you can touch it, the better it is. So mm. I just even simple salt and pepper, Sear it. nice hot grill. Just put it on there for two and a half, three minutes aside. Don't touch it. Um, the flavor is all in there. It's 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 awesome. Very cool. Well, are you uh, a chef? Is that something that like you're passionate about, or is it? Just I, I wouldn't like... say I'm a chef, but I love to cook. Gotcha. Um, so that that's one thing that I do to get myself out of. Um, what I'm doing in my entrepreneurship and work life to to focus on uh, focus on other things. I love I love to cook. Very cool, very cool. So uh, the first real question about business in particular is um, I'm sure relevant to to you and your story about becoming a uh, being a former professional golfer and moving into this world of entrepreneurship. So tell me about a time that you felt lost or blind in business and how did you overcome those obstacles? Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, my story, as you had mentioned, I'm a former professional golfer, and that's really what I thought and wanted to do my whole life. Um, when I was growing up, I had a lot of success in sports, um, specifically golf, and that led me to uh, get a full full scholarship in university. 
um, after a couple of years, I turned professional and, and tried to pursue that sort of dream, right? I mean, the U.S. Open's on, right? I always dreamed of being in the U.S. Open or playing a major championship. And it got to a point where, you know, I did it for about two and a half, three years. And at the beginning, I, I did okay. I did well. Um, but I never really got to that next level. And as the years went on, I actually started to regress and I got worse. And a lot of it had to do with my mentality. I was really in love with, just like I had said, I wanted to be on the 18th hole, you know, paired with Tiger Woods at the time, um, with a chance to, to win a major or win a golf tournament. And I was so in love with the results that it was hard for me to do the day to day. Um, I would just go out and play and I wasn't really focused. I didn't do what I should have done in order to get me, um, to that next level. And it came to a point where I was just really unhappy. Um, I was on the ninth hole of a golf tournament. My brother was caddying for me four round event and, you know, I, I wasn't playing poorly, but I was really unhappy. Like I was walking down the fairway. I'm like, who am I? You know, like mm. I, I'm miserable to be around my brother. I'm, I'm walking in front of my brother. He's carrying my bag. He flew to Arizona to caddy for me. I'm like, I'm a dick. <laughs> and I looked at my brother and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm unhappy. This, this obviously isn't for me. Um, I'm not in love with the day to day grind of trying to become a golfer. So, you know, he agreed and he's like, listen, man, you can, you have a lot of skills. Let's do something else. So I signed in my scorecard right on that hole. Um, I'd like mm. to say it was the last event I ever played, but I did try playing a few events, but mentally I definitely was checked out. It was more of a point where once I realized golf wasn't for me, I was blind. I was lost because everything that I had worked towards in my life had seemed at the moment like it had been stripped away. And I had no idea what I was going to do. I felt like I had no other skills other than being an athlete and, and trying to pursue this dream. So for me, I needed to find another dream. Um, that's what I thought. And it was really hard for me for about two and a half, three years um, during that transition. I tried a lot of things. I took a ton of jobs. I tried to start a few businesses, um, all of which failed um, simply because of why my golf failed. My intentions at the beginning were wrong. I was really just focusing on the success and the results and the dream. And I wasn't in love with what I'm doing and didn't really know why I was doing it. And uh, for me, it was a really difficult transition out of that. But I started to seek help, um, which kind of got me out of it. I started to seek help. I reached you know, out to my father, my family members. I went and saw someone about a past uh, experience uh, that I had that was always lingering with me. Um, which I feel like that led to a lot of things that I did wrong in terms of, you know, you know, drinking too much and doing things I shouldn't have after golf. And I realized that for if, if I was going to take a step forward, I had to first forgive myself. And then I had to realize that I didn't know everything mm. and that I need to start educating myself. And I really became, you know, obsessed with now focusing my attention on how do I get better every single day? And I realized at that point what I love to do. I started working with my father. I got into sales. I got into marketing. Hmm. Things started snowballing. And no matter what I was doing, um, my intentions, like I always had a set of principles now. And if, if what I'm doing doesn't match that, I stop because I know it's not going to work. So for me to get myself out of that was just being honest with myself. It was seeking help. And then it was just doing little things every single day in order to to improve and get better and those you know 
little wins led to my bigger wins and what I'm doing now. I mean, that that's an, an incredible story that I know that I know resonates with me. Um, at the same time, I'm sure resonates with a lot of people. Um, I'm sure that that buildup was longer than just that ninth hole, you know? Oh, crazy. So yeah. like, I guess to put it in perspective, like how long do you think you're kind of in your own head saying to yourself, like, what the hell am I doing? And, and then why was, was there like, a, do you remember the hole? I mean, you said that you remember the hole, but do you remember, was it a bad shot or did you hit something in the fairway that it was just like, this isn't it? At that moment, it was more of me walking down the fairway by myself, mm. realizing that I had been there for two months and all I could really take, if, if I had left that at that moment, all I could really remember were a few golf courses that I played and some people I played golf with. And mm. for me, that was really sad that, you know, I'm here in a beautiful state experiencing something new and I, and I was just so consumed in my own problems. I, I had a very difficult time looking outside and that's when I realized like I'm obviously unhappy with what I'm doing. Mm. That's interesting. Well, I really appreciate you telling us that, uh, that intimate story, mm -hmm. um, circling, uh, coming full circle now that you, uh, at this point in the story that you, you kind of quit what you did, you left what you did. Um, and now you're into this aspect of entrepreneurship and, and, and business. And so, you know, what are you up to now that, um, helps people, uh, achieve their, their goals, their dreams, et cetera? There's two things. I think with, uh, I have a podcast, you were on it. It's called the daily grind. I think that, uh, with what I did there, and what's happening, um, interviewing some really successful and interesting people. I, I don't want to necessarily say successful. It's very interesting people and different takes on life. And hopefully by giving the perspective and just like you did here, sharing some, some failures from them, it, it inspires someone to realize that, you know, success isn't there, there's some downs, there's some low points too. And a lot of these people were in the exact same position as where I was mm -hmm. and where you were and anyone listening. And then, uh, with what we do in business is, is essentially fairly simple. Like what we do is we look at a business and we look at actual data. So we, we look at numbers, we look at information and based on that information, we're able to look at missed opportunities where they can improve what they're doing well. Hmm. And then we make tactical decisions on how they can start growing their business. So you mentioned that, um, you know, your expertise is in storytelling, sales, marketing to increase revenue and get new business, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, what are some techniques? What are some ways for people to hear your words today that they can apply to their business and hopefully get, you know, their first 100 customers or maybe their second, uh, their 200th customer mm -hmm. or even uh, 1,000th customer. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really interesting, right? I think most, one of the most difficult things for people to do is get one customer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, a hundred is for some people seems like crazy, right? And then how do you go from a hundred to 200 scale is always something that is very difficult for, for people. It's difficult for, I think for every entrepreneur, including myself, how do you continue to scale? But with what I'm doing and when I say storytelling is I realized you know, probably about six months in with helping my father, mm. um, I was running ads and, and trying to drive traffic that way. And it wasn't really converting. And uh, I realized that people really don't care about what we do. Mm -hmm. It's more of why we do it, who we are, what we stand for. And it's not 
how we help someone, it's how we can help you. And if we can convey that message through our marketing and through when we're on the phone, I mean, if you can make someone believe that what you have is what they ultimately want and the only way to get it is through what you're doing and they believe in you fully, like you don't have to do any sales, like it's already done for you. So for businesses out there, a lot of it is just content. It's doing what we're doing here. Um, the more content that you can put out, the more people understand who you are, what you stand for, what your business is, as opposed to what you do. Because if someone likes you, like if someone's listening, there's going to be people who like me, there's going to be people who don't. But the people who like me may look into more of what I'm doing. They may get curious. And then from that curiosity, it may mm -hmm. lead into something like, well, Colin actually may be able to help me. That leads to a phone call, whatever it is, right? It snowballs, but it all leads from content and doing it with the right intentions. Yeah, no, that's huge. That's huge. So um, storytelling, um, it comes in the form of several ways. Podcasting obviously being being one in particular. Have you, uh, w with working with your clients, have you found something in particular that has worked well uh, to get the message across to better brand the organization in order to see that, that spike? And, and I'll give you a reason as to why I asked that question, mm -hmm. right? Um, every business has like a glass ceiling, right? Every person has a glass ceiling and it's extremely difficult to break that glass ceiling. So maybe there is a time, maybe there was a way where you've seen, you've helped somebody completely shatter that glass ceiling into fame, startup, whatever it may be. Yeah. I, I think with, uh, some people that I've worked with recently, um, say they, they have something, they have a real expertise and they're, they're really wondering how do you break into the marketplace, right? And they may be starting out, they may have a website or you may be running webinars and it's like, how do you drive traffic, right? Like, how do you get people to know who you are? And just under, just being able to break down for someone mm -hmm. how sharing your story, but also doing it in a strategic way and using other people's audiences mm. and not having to pay for ads. Like if you're driving traffic, LinkedIn groups, if you're running a webinar, like that is huge for somebody hmm. and to kind of open their eyes to realize like, wow, I don't have to do it like everyone else. Like everyone says, let's, you know, spend a whole bunch of money. There's other ways to do it strategically. I think it opens people's eyes as to, I actually can do this. Um, cause I think for a lot of people there is that hesitation, right? It's like, I have the expertise, but you know, can I charge this or can I do this? Um, but opening their eyes as to the opportunities and what people are doing and actually how to do it. I think that's what I'm really being able to help people with. So yeah. I don't know if that directly answers your question, but no, no, definitely. It definitely does. Mm. Um, I mean, we all can uh, gain inspiration and, and hear uh, from experts in order to apply something to their business. I think the overall theme of what I'm hearing you say is something along the lines of, um, you know, find a way to create content, leverage your network, get in front of people's audiences, regardless of how small or how big they are. Because if you can, talk to one person that has um, a, an audience of 250 people um, and if you talk to 10 of those people you're now at 2500 uh, or, or whatever, whatever maybe uh, what did I say 10 um, yeah yeah so um, um, yeah um, so and then if you do that and if you amplify that um, times a million you got your your 1 million followers so to speak is that right totally absolutely and you can do it through customers I think what what we're doing here, like podcasting, like you're, you said you're on episode 174. This is right. 
Like yeah. that's crazy. Like what I look at is like the network that you've built. Same thing with me. I'm on episode 160. Like then that email list there is way more valuable than a thousand person email list of customers. Yeah. Right. So it's looking at it in different ways and how to actually grow and expand. Yeah. Love it. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned your father being a pretty, uh, cornerstone figure, uh, to, to kind of help you get to where you are. Is there anyone in particular that, that you would like to, to meet, um, in business in order to help your business acumen and why would you like to meet them? And I bring that up because of your mentioning of your dad, but also all of the books that are behind you. Uh, I think <laughs> I see a couple of ones that I'm very, I'm relatively familiar with. So would love to hear totally. your answer to that one. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting because I think that I could give an answer where it's like, you know, Jeff Bezos or, you know, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, like top entrepreneurs, even Gary Vee or, or someone like that. Um, but for me, I look at things a little differently because I used to be an athlete. So I think that a lot of athletes' traits can be transitioned into business. Mm -hmm. So one person, you know, even two people that I would love to meet is just someone who's at a high level, like Tiger Woods or Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Because in entrepreneurship, it's tough to look at like who's the best, right? But in sports, like you know that Tiger and you know that Michael Jordan and LeBron James are at the top pinnacle so just to be able to understand what their mindset is mm -hmm. like how do you go about your day-to-day -day? how do you continue to pursue more and how do you separate yourself from the pack I think if you could have that kind of mindset in business no matter what you're doing you could absolutely crush it so um, to answer your question maybe someone like you know uh Wayne Gretzky. I'm Canadian, so I'll say Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> That's very Canadian of you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. Um, this is the, the first time that I've asked this question live on air, and it's a relatively intimate question, um, but I think it's something that we need to constantly think about. What is your dream? Mm. I'm just going to leave it at that and allow you to just think and ponder about what your dream is. Yeah, you know what? I spend a lot of time in the morning thinking about this and I think that it's something that evolves. Um, but the more I've thought about it, the more I realize that, you know, a lot of people say freedom for me, it's opportunity. The more opportunities I have like that, if, if I can wake up, so to speak and have endless amount of opportunities, I think that is the dream to realize that I don't have to do A, B, and C. I can do C, I can do D, right? Like I don't have to go into work today. I can go and spend time on the golf course or I have opportunities to meet new people. I have opportunities to grow my network, to invest in businesses, to vacation. And if the more opportunities that I can have, I see that as my dream and it's hard to visualize exactly what that is. Um, but for me, the more freedom I have and if I can wake up and not have to worry about, you know, I have to work today. Mm. Like if, if I don't work today, then I don't make money. Mm. Or if, if I don't do, if I don't go to this meeting, I'm not going to get that business. If I can have the opportunity to just not go to the meeting because I don't want to, I think for me, that would be my dream mm. for sure. Absolutely. And that is an amazing answer, my friend. And thank you for that, that <laughs> transparency that for the first person to ask that question to, I, I don't think it gets much better than that, for that, <laughs> that answer. So thank you. Um, it's, it's, uh, Colin, it's now time to uh, shake the conversation up a little bit. And 
Um, I asked you very briefly right before our conversation about what your Instagram account is, and that wasn't uh, by accident. It was on purpose. So I just have a couple of questions about some of the pictures that you've taken uh, and, then, uh, and then be able to answer them live on air. So are you right. ready to explain that, Graham? Let's do it. All right. So the first one, it's probably one of your oldest pictures. Uh, it's just a picture of you uh, holding a, uh, you know, a, a, a pretty big ass fish. Um, you know, are you a fisherman? <laughs> and uh, well, that, let's just say yes or no. Like, are, do, are you a fisherman? Do you, do you like to fish? That was the first fish I've ever caught in my life. Nice. And the only <laughs> fish I've ever caught in my life. <laughs> nice. Um, so to that same aspect, since, since I know you're not like too much of a fisherman, I'm sure that there's the, the competition in sports, right? And you're yeah. a sports guy. So what is it about competition that gets you excited, that turned you uh, from a, uh, a professional golfer to an avid, uh, avid sports fan that you are today? I love competition. I, I seek it all the time. The thing I love about it is like, I think without competition, it would be hard for me to get up. Like if I, if I didn't feel like I was getting up and competing at something, um, and for me, a lot of that's like preparation, right? Like I, I love now preparing for things. Like if I know I have a talk coming up or if I know I'm speaking to a client, I love to spend, you know, hours getting ready for that 15 minute call so that 15 minute call, which is essentially my tournament now, I can crush it and I can give way more value than what they ever thought. Like they just came on just for a little, you know, hey, how are you? And I'm able to really help somebody. And that's done through preparation. And, and for me, with being a former athlete and now doing what I'm doing, I just love the ability to be able to prepare myself to be better than I was the day before. If I can continue to progress and, and I feel like I'm getting up with a purpose, like to me, that's competition. It's maybe not necessarily like I want to beat Jonathan. Um, it's like, I want to beat myself from yesterday hmm. and that's what I'm competing against. There was a, on this picture, you were on entrepreneur on fire, I believe, right? Is that entrepreneur? Yep. Entrepreneur on fire. Um, and, and so you having a podcast, again, we discuss being on each other's shows now at this mm -hmm. point. Um, what is it about podcasting that just gets you excited? I love the ability to share my story with a bunch of different people. And I think that audio is definitely the way of the future. And I think video will always be there. But audio is really starting to, obviously, it is. But it's only going to pick up more pace. And being able to, to share my story with different people, different walks of life, like you, this audience is different than my audience, which is different from John Lee Dumas's audience. And the more you can share what you're doing and the more you can collaborate and work with people, um, that, that's why I love podcasting. It just gives you the opportunity to sit down, share your story and, and message with, with a bunch of different people. The final question about Instagram is, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of quotes that you have on your Instagram channel. Yeah. Um, I counted, I'd say somewhere around like, you know, 20, 30 something quotes that you have. Um, is there any quote that comes to mind out of all of the quotes that you may have posted or haven't posted yet that kind of, uh, that resonates and can kind of sum up your life? I'm going to sound like a real Canadian. It came from Wayne Gretzky. Nice. <laughs> Two references. <laughs> Oh, the great Man, one. Shout, I know he's listening. Wow. So, you know, well, you better be listening. <laughs> um, it's something that I've taken with myself forever. And it's you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yeah. And it takes for me whenever I fear whenever I seem fearful 
of being able to ask someone a question, ask them to be on the show, reach out. I'm like, you know what? I don't know until I ask. And a lot of the reason why I am where I am and say my show has been where it's been is because I've taken shots that maybe a lot of people haven't. And simply by reaching out and asking and not being afraid and breaking that barrier of fear, for me, just that quote just comes back nonstop. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Very true. Love it. The final question that I have for you today, Colin, is the blind entrepreneur pod, uh, the blind entrepreneur is defined as somebody who may be temporarily lost, stuck in business, and cannot see the obvious. So to those individuals, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Totally. Um, or four or ten, whatever you want to do. Yeah, I think I got four. And it, it may be a couple in there at a time, but I think number one is is to seek guidance. Um, to find people who have done what you're doing or who are successful in something else, excuse me, and reach out and ask them for help and guidance. And then an even step further is to invest, like invest in yourself, invest in paying them in order to help you to be the best money spent. Um, a lot of times it's very fearful, especially early on. You're like, ah, you know, it's, it's really tough to swallow a couple grand if you're kind of new, but that two grand that you spend will definitely double, if not more. So it's just like invest in yourself. Um, the next is like a daily review um, of your business. And I think that's done through having some sort of data. It's to be able to go over and say, here's how many customers we had, here's what we did, Here were our, here's what we did well, here's our problems, and share that with people on your team. Like in, if you can involve your staff and if you can involve your customers in what you're doing, um, it's only going to help you because a lot of times you keep that in as a business owner and it doesn't relay the message to your staff. If you want your business to grow, you need to get your, your staff on board and your team on board with what you're doing and why you're doing it and constantly being updated on here's where we are at. We missed this target. We hit this target. What can we do to improve? Um, I think that's really important. The next is running cert. Like I think surveys. Um, I think it's really simple. But a lot of people don't do it. Like it's running surveys within your business and then with your customers. And important to get surveys from people that you've missed opportunities with. And the way you get someone to do a survey with you is to give them incentive. Like if you don't buy something from me, hey, you take this survey and get a free this. And it may help them with something that they're doing. And it just gives you insight as to maybe, you know, how did I miss that opportunity? What, what can I do in order to, to not miss more opportunities? And then the last is um, self-reflection. And I think that's done through, for me, it's definitely done through meditation. Um, for others, it could be just a simple walk, but just spending time with yourself and reflecting on what you're doing. Because if you don't improve as a business owner, or if you don't improve in your job, not, you can't improve your business or you can't improve your output and what you want to do. So if you can get really you know, self-aware and, and find that intention in you, like what's really happening here? How can I get myself in line? And if you can start focusing on that and those four things, I, I think, <laughs> what do I know? But I think those, those have really helped me. Yeah, that's great. Well, we really appreciate your time this morning, uh, Colin. It really means a lot. And, and, and thank you for sharing your experiences and, 
And, and I'd like to give the next 30 seconds for you to just completely promote, pitch, whatever it is you have going on. Uh, tell everybody how people can learn more about you, how people can learn more about your, your journey and potentially become a customer. For sure. Um, follow me on Instagram. That's probably the biggest place I go to, uh, at Colin Morgan 15. I'm sure you'll share a link of that. Um, check out my podcast. Um, very similar to Jonathan's. If you guys want to learn from people who have done it before, right? And that's the big step. Check it out. Take a listen. Let me know what you think. And then if you're in business and, and you're looking to get to that next level, maybe you're looking to hit a, hit a revenue target. Maybe you're looking to tighten things up. Just reach out. I'll give you a free 15-minute consultation um, with me and you one-on-one -on -one for all your listeners. Um, just be sure to book in. Uh, maybe I can I can put a booking link in the in the description here, Jonathan. Absolutely. Make it really Absolutely. easy. Um, but just reach out. Like I said, when someone gives you an email, when someone gives you a phone number, what I've learned is just take advantage of it. Even if you're not in business, just take advantage of it. They may. I may give you something. I may say something that motivates you. I may give you a little tip that changes something um, or not. Maybe we just have a nice conversation. I'm a nice guy. But just reach out. I'm happy to uh, to give my time to you. Love it. Well, to those that are still watching and listening, thank you guys for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube and head over to tbeshow.com for more interviews. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a good rest of your day.